Hello everybody and welcome to the OP English podcast. I hope you are all doing well and that you are ready for today's episode, which will be quite special. In today's episode, we will go through a story. It will be a public domain story. If you don't know what that is, a public domain story is a story that is not copyrighted, either because it is very old or because its creator or owner made it a public domain story. Our public domain story that we will go through today and possibly in future episodes is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button by F. Scott Fitzgerald. This is how we'll do it. I will not just read the story to you, of course. I took the story and changed it so that it is around the A2 level. If there are any parts that I feel like need commentary in order to make them easier to understand, we will stop and talk about them. I hope that sounds good to you and let's get into it. So The Curious Case of Benjamin Button by F. Scott Fitzgerald, Chapter 1. In the 1860s, it was the proper thing to be born at home. Nowadays, apparently, the gods of medicine have decided that the first cries of a baby should happen in a hospital, ideally a fashionable one. So, young Mr. and Mrs. Roger Button were 50 years ahead when they decided, one day in the summer of 1860, that their first baby should be born in a hospital. The Roger Buttons were in a position that most people would like to be in, both socially and financially, in Baltimore before the war. They were close with the this family and the that family, which, as every southerner knew, by the way, a southerner is a person from the, from the south, made them members of the huge society which was part of the confederacy. This was their first experience with having babies. Mr. Button was naturally nervous. He hoped it would be a boy so that the child could go to Yale College in Connecticut, where Mr. Button himself used to go. On the September morning, when the enormous event was expected to happen, he woke up nervously at six o'clock and dressed himself, checking his perfect tie and hurried through the streets of Baltimore to the hospital to find out if new life, his baby, was born during the night. When he was about a hundred yards from the Maryland private hospital for ladies and gentlemen, he saw Dr. Keene, the family physician. I will just say that a physician is a doctor who does general medicine. He is not a surgeon. Just a regular doctor who can diagnose you if you have some medical problems. So he saw him coming down the front stairs. Mr. Roger Button, the president of Roger Button & Co. Wholesale Hardware, began to run in the direction of Dr. Keene. He did not run elegantly, as you would expect from a southern gentleman. Dr. Keene, he called. Oh, Dr. Keene. The doctor heard him turned around and stood waiting, with a curious expression on his strict medicinal face as Mr. Button ran to him. What happened? asked Mr. Button as he hurried to the doctor. What was it? How is she? A boy? Who is it? What? What are you talking about? What is your question? said Dr. Keene dramatically. He looked quite annoyed. Is the child born? Mr. Button very much wanted to know. 
Dr. Keen's face changed expression. He now looked a little angry. Well, yes, kind of, in a way. Again, he had a strange look on his face. Is my wife all right? asked Mr. Button. Yes, answered Dr. Keen. Is it a boy or a girl? asked Mr. Button. Well, Mr. Button, shouted Dr. Keen, now visibly angry. I will ask you to go and see for yourself. It is a scandal. He said the last word so quickly it was hard to understand. Then he just quietly said to himself, can you imagine what this will do to my professional reputation? One more thing like this would ruin me. Ruin anybody. What's the matter? Asked Mr. Button in shock. Triplets? Triplets are like twins, by the way, but there are three babies at the same time. No, not triplets, answered the doctor strictly. Listen, you can go and see for yourself and get a different doctor. I was there when you were born, young man, and I've been a physician to your family for 40 years. But I'm finished with you. I don't want to see you or any other person from your family ever again. Goodbye. Then he turned sharply and without another word climbed into his phaeton, which was waiting next to the sidewalk and drove away as quickly as he could. A phaeton, by the way, is a type of carriage, one of the first kinds of cars. Mr. Button stood there on the sidewalk in shock, shaking from head to foot. What horrible event happened? He now didn't really want to go into the Maryland private hospital for ladies and gentlemen. It was very hard for him when a moment later he finally started climbing the stairs and then entered the front door. A nurse was sitting behind a desk in the hospital hall. After a moment of thinking, Mr. Button went to talk to her. Good morning, she welcomed him, looking up at him pleasantly. Good morning, I am Mr. Button. At this moment, Mr. Button saw her face change to absolute terror. She stood up and looked like she was preparing to fly out of the hall. It was clearly very hard for her to stay there, stay focused and have a conversation. I want to see my child, said Mr. Button. The nurse screamed a little. Oh, of course, she shouted hysterically. Upstairs, right upstairs, go, go up. She pointed in the direction and Mr. Button, who was now sweating, turned and began climbing stairs to the second floor. Sweating, by the way, is what happens when it is too hot and you are wearing too much clothing or when you are doing a sport. It is your body perspiring water. Uh, I hope you, you know what I mean. In the hall at the top of the stairs, he answered another nurse who came to him and asked him where he was going with a basin in her hands. A basin, by the way, is a large container you would use for washing things in water like clothes in the past or babies. And I hope you can imagine what I mean by that. I'm Mr. Button, he explained. I want to see my... Clank. The basin fell to the floor. Clank, clank. It went down the stairs. 
It was like the basin was sharing the terror with the nurses. I want to see my child, Mr. Button almost shouted. He was nearly collapsing. Clank! The basin finally arrived on the first floor. The nurse gave Mr. Button a look filled with disrespect. All right, Mr. Button, she agreed in a quiet voice. Very well. You can't imagine what trouble all this gave us this morning. It's a total scandal. The hospital will never have any kind of reputation after. Hurry, he shouted. I can't wait any longer. Come this way then, Mr. Button, answered the nurse. He followed her, but at this point he had trouble controlling his legs. At the end of a long hallway, they entered a room which was full of crying babies. That is a room which later, among the hospital's employees, would be known as the crying room. Well, asked Mr. Button, which is mine? There, said the nurse. Mr. Button's eyes followed her pointing finger. And this is what he saw. Wrapped in a big white blanket and sitting in one of the cribs. A crib is a small bed for a baby, by the way. There sat an old man who looked about 70 years old. His hair, which he didn't have much of, was almost white. And from his chin flowed a long beard. He looked up at Mr. Button with his old eyes. Am I crazy? Mr. Button shouted, his terror transforming into anger. Is this some morbid hospital joke? It is 100% not a joke, answered the nurse with a serious face. And I don't know if you are crazy or not, but this is definitely your child. The sweat on Mr. Button's forehead doubled. He closed his eyes and then, after opening them, looked again. There was no mistake. In front of him was a man at the age of about 70 years, a baby of about 70 years, a baby which didn't fit into its crib, so its legs were sticking out of it. The old man looked calmly from one to the other for a moment and then suddenly spoke in an ancient voice. Are you my father? He wanted to know. Mr. Button and the nurse just stood there. They didn't know what to do. Because if you are, complained the old man, I wish you could get me out of this place or at least ask them to put a comfortable rocker in here. By the way, a rocker is a chair that can rock back and forth. Typically in stories and fairy tales, older people sit in them. My grandma has one which is absolutely amazing. But back to the story. Where did you come from? Who are you? Asked Mr. Button without much thinking. I can't tell you exactly who I am, replied the ancient person. Because I was only born a few hours ago. But my last name is definitely Button. You are lying. You are an imposter, shouted Mr. Button. Imposter, by the way, is a term for a person who is saying that he is somebody who he is not. The old man turned to the nurse. Nice way to welcome a newborn child, he complained in a weak voice. Tell him he's wrong, why don't you? 
You're wrong, Mr. Button, said the nurse in a serious tone. This is your child, and you will have to live with it. We are going to ask you to take him home with you as soon as possible, sometime today, said the nurse. Home? repeated Mr. Button, not believing what he was hearing. Yes, we can't have him here. We really can't, you know, said the nurse. Oh, I know, I will be glad, complained the old man. With all this noise and crying, I haven't been able to get a second of sleep. I asked for something to eat. Here his voice changed tone, showing how upset he was. And they brought me a bottle of milk. Mr. Button sat down in a chair near his son and he put his face in his hands. Oh my God, he said quietly. What will people say? What should I do? You will have to take him home, repeated the nurse, right now. A funny picture formed itself in Mr. Button's mind. A picture of himself walking through the crowded streets of the city with this ancient man by his side. I can't, I, I can't, he disagreed. People would stop to speak to him and what was he going to say? He would have to introduce this old man saying, this is my son, born early this morning. And then the old man would just hold his blanket around him and they continue. Around the crowded shops, around the luxurious houses of the residential district, around the senior's home. Come on, do something, go, the nurse told him in a strict tone. See here, the old man said suddenly, if you think that I'm going to walk home in this blanket, you're wrong. Babies always have blankets, answered the nurse. With a little laugh, he held up a little white bodysuit in his hands. Look, he showed it. This is what they had ready for me. Babies always wear those, said the nurse. Well, said the old man, this baby is not going to wear anything in about two minutes. This blanket is very uncomfortable. Keep it on, keep it on, said Mr. Button urgently. He turned to the nurse. What should I do? Go downtown and buy your son some clothes, said the nurse. Mr. Button's son's voice followed him into the hall. And a cane, father, I want to have a cane. A cane, by the way, is what old people use to help them walk. Mr. Button hit the door out. And this is where we will end today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, I will be happy to answer them in the comments and I hope you enjoyed it. I tried to keep the story as close to the original as possible while also keeping it at the A2 level and I believe that was successful. One thing that is probably good to mention is this. I took out a kind of racist part of the story. It was only a part of a sentence but we have to remember, this story was written a hundred years ago and the world was a different place back then. But now it is time to say goodbye and as always, there will be a vocabulary summary in just a second. So cheers and bye bye. Nyní se pojďme podívat na slovní zásobu z této epizody. 
Jako první tady máme příslovce ideally. Ideally znamená ideálně. Ve větě to vypadá zhruba takto. I would like a new watch, ideally an automatic one. To znamená, že bych chtěl nové hodinky, ideálně automaty. Dále tady máme přídavné jméno fashionable. Fashionable znamená buď to módní, anebo taky moderní. Ve větě je třeba takto. She took a photo of his very fashionable outfit. To znamená, že ona se vyfotila jeho velmi módní, anebo velmi moderní outfit. Dále je tady slovíčko ahead. Ahead znamená napřed, anebo taky dopředu. Ve větě třeba takto. We must think ahead. Should we buy a bigger car? To znamená, musíme myslet dopředu, neměli bychom si koupit větší auto. Dále tady máme přídavné jméno strict. Strict znamená přísný. Ve větě například takto. Mrs. Brooke is strict but fair. Což znamená, že paní Brooková je přísná nebo striktní, ale férová. Dále tady máme slovíčko annoyed, přídavné jméno, annoyed, to znamená otrávený anebo naštvaný. Ve větě například takto. Liz was annoyed because nobody would listen to her. Což znamená, že Liz byla naštvaná nebo otrávená, protože ji nikdo neposlouchal. Dále je tady sloveso rap. Rap znamená obalit. Je to hláskováno s dvojitým B na začátku, rap. Ve větě například takto. Tessa's hurt ankle was wrapped in a bandage. To znamená, že Tessin zraněný kotník byl obalen nějakou bandáží. A jako poslední tady máme slovíčko ancient. Ancient znamená starý nebo starobilý, taky antický. Ve větě například takto. You should finally buy a new laptop. This one is ancient. To znamená, měl by si konečně koupit nový laptop. Tento je starý prostě, nebo starobilý. Je to taková trošku hyperbola. A to je z dnešní epizody všechno. Já moc děkuji, že jste poslouchali a uvidíme se zase u té příští. Mějte se.